Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Listening to the Pancakes and Power Slam show by Crave Wrestling on Blog Talk Radio. Be sure to follow Crave Wrestling on Twitter at Crave Wrestling and join the Facebook fan page Crave Wrestling. And we are live, ladies and gentlemen, 360 episodes live and in living color. Getting funky like a monkey, if you will, baby. Yeah. Uh, we're going to have some fun as always, ladies and gentlemen. This is the 360th episode, and we're, uh, we're going to do it. We're going to make it happen. And, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to uh, have uh, one of my, actually, one of my favorite, favorite guests on the show. He's been on the show two or three other times, uh, and we're going to have a, a bunch of fun, some great Q&A. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, uh, what we're going to do is we're actually going to take a short break, and then uh, we'll be right back with the person, the, the man of the hour, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be right back. Pancakes and Power Slams, 11 p.m. Eastern Time on Blog Talk Radio, featuring weekly interviews from WWE, NNXT, Impact Wrestling, Ring of Honor, Lucha Underground, and NWA. Join us live 
every Tuesday at www.blogtalkradio.com slash pancakes and power slams. That's www.blogtalkradio.com slash pancakes and power slams. And we are back, ladies and gentlemen. We are here, 360 episodes. I am Chris Featherstone, of course, indeed, indeed, indeed. Follow us at Crave Wrestling and join the Facebook fan page, Crave Wrestling. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's chat with my my boy, (laughs) my my guy, man. Uh, You know, it's funny because I've actually, uh, I don't even know, I don't know when's the first time he came on the show. I'm not quite sure. I think. I think if I remember the story correctly, I was um, trying to get some guests on the show, trying to get somebody who uh, was more had more of a traditional feel, who um, knew the business, who you know had had this had the story going on with 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 him, as far as just knowing the business, being in the business for for quite some time. I wanted that feel uh, at, for the episode that I had. Uh, and it was, uh, if I'm looking at it correctly, it was uh, January the 10th of 2017 uh, was the first time I had him on the show. And then I had him back on uh, May the 1st of 2018. My co-host with the most actually interviewed him because I was actually uh, healing from back surgery the last time he was on uh, the show, which was May 1st, 2018. So uh, a little over... Um, over 10 months ago, about 10 and a half months ago, almost 11 months ago, uh, actually almost t- almost 10 months ago, about nine and a half months ago. And so, uh, so he's been on the show twice. And it's funny because after, after January of 2017, the first time he was on the, I think I remember the first time I gave him a call, um, he was just, uh, you know, for sometimes you have legends in the business who, Feel like they're kind of like too cool for school, <laughs> and uh, they, they, they're just like as dusty rules, baby. They're just not common, man. Uh, this person, uh, I called him, I uh, got his contact information somehow, I don't remember. Um, and I called him, and he was just open. I mean, he answered the phone the first time I called him, and um. I think I got I think I got his from I think I got his uh, information because he was there was an event that he has his own uh business he has his own wrestling promotion really big uh independent wrestling promotion that's uh that airs a lot of shows locally uh, within the state of Ohio uh we're both Ohioans uh native Ohioans <clears throat> and I still I still live in, in Ohio and uh I received this information and he was, he, it was some promotion. It was some show that he was having. He has his world classic professional big time wrestling. And uh, he answered the phone. It was some show that was happening. Quick to answer his phone. Uh, we talked for a while uh, and he was just so, um, he was just so inviting. <laughs> he was, he was super inviting um, he was really happy to uh, to come on the show uh, and to, to not only you know plug his promotion, but to just uh, talk wrestling and <laughs> talk his storied history in the business. Um, and 
we hit it off then. Since then, I mean, I, I went to, I started doing media work at his shows um, that would that would come for about a year straight. I would, yeah, all throughout set 2017, I went to his shows. Um, you know, I, there were times I drove an hour and a half out, and uh, I would bring my my son, who's now uh, six, uh, almost six and a half. Back then, he was. Um, uh, four. <laughs> he was he was four years old. That's that's crazy. <laughs> My four year old boy uh, was loving him some some wrestling and still does. Uh, going to the shows with me now. My middle child is four. In- interestingly enough, um, but my oldest is uh, six and a half now. And he would come to the shows with me. He came to a couple shows. Uh, there'd be a lot of the shows I actually did coverage. It was more work related, so I was doing media coverage. But there was some that I would do, you know, some coverage. But I really, really wanted to bring my boy with me. Uh, and he just had he just had the time of his life. Every single time he went to the shows, he would he would say Mister Mister Him and Mister Him, and just with his manners. And it was such a traditional good guy versus bad guy and what wrestling should be. Me and this person have had plenty of conversations about wrestling here on the show and outside of the show about uh, the lost art of a, a, a strong baby face and a, a strong loved baby face and a strong hated heel. Um, I, I'm a traditionalist. I've been watching wrestling for 30 plus years. This person has been competing in wrestling longer than I've lived. Uh, I think slightly longer than I've lived. Um, and, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a traditionalist. I, I love just the baby face versus heel dynamic. I think that's, that's the lifeblood of professional wrestling. You know, I appreciate the new school stuff. I appreciate the, the competitiveness. I, I, I do. I appreciate all that. But I think that there's just a tried and true underlying factor that will never go away from professional wrestling, and that is the art of the good guy versus the bad guy. I always call professional wrestling a comic book come to life. And you have your good guys, you have your black, you know, your bad guys, you have the plot thickening and the plot building, and then all of a sudden the the good guy at the end gets his comeuppance, and everybody goes home happy. Uh, and this person was a really strong baby face throughout his uh, whole career. We've had those conversations and my little boy, he understood the dynamic of the, <laughs> the, the baby face and the heel when he would attend his, his, his events. And so I'm bringing it back for the third time here. Really, really happy to have him on the show uh, as people uh, load up in the chat, man, I'm going to chat with him just a little bit, and then we're going to get into a few questions. I'm not going to keep him from long, but it's funny because ever since January of 2017, man, we we really hit it off. You know, we we are we both are very very strong, unashamed Romans 116 Christ followers, uh, and uh, you know it's it's one of those things that when you you know. Uh, we, we noticed that in, in each other and actually strengthened our relationship uh, with, within one another. And, and we've, we've had plenty of conversations over the past couple of years about faith, about wrestling, about life. And I'm really excited to bring him back on. So my man, Bobby Fulton, how are you tonight, sir? I'm doing good, Chris. I'm excited about being on your program again. Like you said, it's the third time and usually in professional wrestling, that third count is it, but I hope that it's not it, but <laughs> I'll be able to be asked back again, you know. I'm looking for the bell to ring at any minute, and 
Say get out, get gone. You know, I'm excited That's about being segue, here. Man. Thank you for having me on. Man, it's it's always a pleasure, man. Um, it, it really is, you know. And I, I wouldn't. And for those listening, man, I'm very authentic within my faith and uh, and, and uh, my wrestling, but most most importantly, my faith. And um, you know, like I said, man, it was just something that I noticed that we just really noticed in each other and hit it off. And uh, it just it just really put another layer in our in our respect that we have for each other in our relationship, man. So uh, this these past two years has been a, a great ride knowing you, man. Thank you, and the same. Same here. You know, you're talking about your son. I remember meeting him for the first time. What's funny about, I have uh, two sons, Dylan, which is 19, and my other son, Jaron, and that's Aaron with a J, but uh, he's he's 17. But, but their mom promised me when they did that first ultrasound, Chris, and all of a sudden mm-hmm. they seen that male anatomy there. She looked at me and she <laughs> said, promise me that he'll never be in the wrestling business. And he got he would yeah. be in church and he would be crawling around and he couldn't talk really much, but he would go he would <laughs> slap the carpet one two three ding 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 <laughs> and the pastor would look up at us. <laughs> yes, you know I mean it's it's uh, you know you That's know they get it honest, but you, but you know as like yeah. you talked about your son, I remember the first one of the. When I first went to a wrestling event was 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 way back in the um, in the early seventies. As a matter of fact, I've seen some newspaper clippings lately of it, and it was at my at the Ross County Fairgrounds here in uh, Chillicothe, Ohio. And I think the first very first show that I went to it was uh, it had Doctor Big Bill Miller and Dan Miller on it against a couple of Japanese guys. I think the Great Kajika and Sakaguchi, big Sakaguchi, you, you, you know what I'm talking about, right? He's, but yeah, I remember going and, and what really was amazing when I seen that ring, I was transfixed, just just looking at that wrestling ring. I mean, it looked like the pyramids in Egypt to me. I was just, just, you know, just, uh, just. I was enamored by it, and it was <laughs> yeah. it was amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and you know that was that was what year? Probably, I, I would say around seventy. It would it would, it could have it was in the sixties, I think. Might have I might have been six in sixty seven or sixty eight. Uh, I can't. I have a hard time re- remembering. I mean, I, I, you know what's funny about me. I, I know guys like Tony Falk, who was a wrestler. I can walk up to him and say, Tony, tell me when you and I left uh, Tennessee to go to Louisiana. And he could tell me the date or, or the San Antonio. He could tell me the date, this and that and everything. I'm not good at that. I'm good at remembering yeah. people's faces, even if they're in different places. <laughs> you know? I just say, I know you from somewhere. Yeah. And, and thank yeah, God yeah, it's yeah. not the post office wall, you know. <laughs> yeah well i'm glad that i'm not that uh that that bulletin on the wall that... <laughs> that's right that's right that's right you know or seen you on america's most wanted back in the day right you know, yeah you say i've seen you somewhere was that on america's most wanted yeah you know I think you know one Walsh of those america's most name. wanted <laughs> right one, oh, go ahead i'm sorry 
<laughs> no, I was just saying, I think John Wall says your name on TV. I think that's where I know you from. America's yeah, most yeah, wanted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what happened was the Terminator Mark Laurinaitis, that was Joe's brother and John Laurinaitis's brother, he was one of the actors on that one night <laughs> when they reenact the scenes, you know. Oh, really? Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that. yeah. That was many years oh, ago. Wow. Uh you know, uh, but yeah, I remember watching that, and I said, "Man, I know him." <laughs> yeah, wow, that's uh, that's really it's really interesting to be an actor for one of those people. I mean, for one of those you uh-huh. know, America's Most Wanted, uh, uh-huh. because sometimes it's so real, like it has such a real feel oh, yeah. that people think the actors are actually the criminals. You know, I don't, sure. know, I don't well, know if you ever had that. Well, it draws before. away from it draws away to yeah to where. That that's the picture, you know. I, I somebody pointed this out to me recently. You remember Lyle Alzado, right? Oh yeah, the football player. Well, Tommy and I, yeah, yeah. when we were wrestling for for uh, Crockett's the uh, NWA, they were doing learning the ropes. So each week, a couple well, like me and Tommy would go. They sent us up there to do an episode of learning the ropes. And that was a whole nother kettle of fish as far as what we were used to be doing because they would start on Monday and you'd have a script and you'd sit there and study that script and go back to your room and study it. The next day you'd get there and they'd have changes. Mm-hmm. Nice. nice. <laughs> it, it yeah, went like that three or four days, you know. Yeah, speaking of scripts that change, uh, changes uh, <laughs> modern-day WWE, that happens quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just don't understand. Uh, I, I'm really excited about what this uh, AEW has to offer to the fans as consumers because for quite some time, some time the people have been voting with their uh, thumbs and their feet on the WWE and not happy with the product that they've been promoting. Not necessarily athletes, not necessarily yeah. the talent, but just what they've been force-fed. And now... Now they have an alternative, and the proof is in the pudding when an event sells out in four minutes that the fans yeah. want wrestling. <laughs> I mean, Chris, listen, we're a part of a yeah. industry that will not die, that is on all levels. You can drive down Hamilton Road in Columbus, Ohio, say, for example, and in a storefront building there could be a small wrestling show. But then you go on down the street, and there's a wrestling show maybe in an armory. And then you go on down the street and there's one in the high school. Then you go on down the street and there's one that's shot and steamed. You know, I mean, uh, uh, it's just the different levels of professional wrestling that's out there. It's amazing and and it's vibrant. And I am excited about what that AEW has to offer and the type of matches. I I mean, I watched the access, uh, uh, the program from, uh, New Japan, and that is where our business has evolved. Because when I was in the 80s, I was saying, saying it can't just be one tackle drop down, uh, get it again. It has to evolve, and that's where it's taken off at, you know. And, yep. and those guys are incredible athletes, man, I'm telling you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm excited about AEW, too. Um, I just, um, I've said it before, I'm just, I don't know. <coughs> excuse me. I don't know where they fit right now, as far as just. 
a particular type of, I mean, I don't know exactly what they're gunning for. Cause like I said, I've said this before my show, you have, um, you have like the, um, the, 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 the conglomerates, like you have the, the, the empire, the, the juggernauts, as Vince McMahon would say with mm-hmm. the WWE, then you have, then you have the, the, the battle for second place as far as like the ring of honor and the impact wrestling, uh, then you have like the new, like you said, the New Japan. You said, you said Access TV, the New Japan. They're they're mm-hmm. kind of they're they're expanding to the American market. I mean, they've been around mm-hmm. for forty years. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, nineteen seventy nineteen seventy two. So uh, approaching approaching fifty years. Um, right. And so and so they've been around for a while, and they're just starting to expand. I think two thousand eleven, if I'm not mistaken, was their first American show. So they've only mm-hmm. been in the American market for less than a decade. And mm-hmm. uh, so AEW is kind of, so it just seems, and then you have like the independent shows. Um, right. Like for instance, you have, you, you have like the, the, the C, the, the PWGs, the, the PCWs, uh, um, you know, the, the CZWs, the, you know, you right. have like the uh, championship from Hollywood and you have the NWA promotion sure. who like travels from, from place to place and things like that. Uh, it just seems like all of the all of the corners of the market are covered, and mm-hmm. AEW just really has to find their own niche. They have to really carve mm-hmm. their own way, and I think that's what we're going to see. I hope that's what we're going to see with the AEW yep. product. Um, you know, I mean, I, and, I, and I hope that they really are a competitor for WWE because we saw that with the Monday Night Wars, right, from '95 to right. 2001. That was that was that was some of WWE's best product ever because they mm-hmm. had a competitor they had a legitimate competitor so mm-hmm. uh, that's why i'm hoping that we see with with aew i hope that they bring in some some uh, uh, more popular talent uh, right now they have a lot of like roh people and independent mm-hmm. wrestlers i don't think that that's going to be what it takes to really um continue the buzz i think i think they're mm-hmm. selling out because their marketing's fantastic, and also sure. they're selling out. I also think they're selling out because people want change, right? I think they I do. think that, yeah, people want to see that different product, and I think for them, I think that they have this market pretty much covered as far as people wanting to change. I think mm-hmm. AEW's biggest uh, challenge is keeping that momentum going, and, I got you. and you need some. You know, you need some heavy talent for that. You know, you need some, you need sure. some heavy hitters. You know, Luger came over. But, you know, the the first the first WCW. I mean, what really turned the the, the tide in WCW was when Luger came on the first episode of Nitro in '95, and it right. wasn't necessarily because it was Luger. It was more to the fact that we just saw him in WWE. Right. Like it was, it right. had that sense of realness to it. Like, wait a minute, you know, I was a teenager at the time. I was in high school, and I was like, wait a minute, okay, wait. I just saw him on WWE. I know that mm-hmm. WCW's the competitor. Wait a minute, mm-hmm. he, he, I, you know, what I mean, so that was that was the that caused the the spark that someone defected from WWE. Now, sure, I think of AEW do that in their first uh on their first show and uh, this coming may 
if they have someone that, you know, uh, is out of contract with WWE now and defects over, right. I think it can draw that type of spark too. Right. A lot. There's quite a few guys that's letting their contracts expire that I think are, are kind of, they don't, you know, it's, it's tough when you, when you, I don't know if it's just the writing or whatever, or whatever, but you know, you can only, here's the problem. Here's the, the one problem with the WWE is you see the pay-per-view matches on Monday night. So there's not, yeah. you know, <laughs> you know, there's not much of a big thing. You don't get to build up. Plus they got three hours of television. And I don't. I, I'm not blaming the writers or whatever. It's hard to keep people today's attentions because we're on that 24-hour news cycle, and everything is here and now. And it's hard to keep people's attention for that long. And 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 it's just like I said. And then and then when you don't have the older guys, and this is the problem that we always had in professional wrestling. The older guys don't like to pass the baton to the younger guys. So, therefore, when that happens, then – and see, here's, here's – one time, one time Kevin Kelly had went to WCW's Nails. He was wearing an orange outfit. And when the referee mm-hmm. went to check him and he turned his back like he was getting arrested, I said, man, that's the greatest thing I've ever seen. And I was I was sitting at home watching it, and he was wrestling Sting. I said, now, if he beats Sting, it'll make him. Well, Sting beat him. So I just said, that would have been a smart move right there to put him over Sting. And this is one thing that Jerry Lawler and those guys had in Memphis, that the top heel would come in and beat Lawler right off the bat. Then, then he would go through everybody on the card and work his way back up the card then he would have a series of matches with Jerry Lawler, and then he would then he would put then Jerry Lawler would uh, go over on him, and then he would it'd be time for him to leave. So mm-hmm. the thing of it is that that the people never got tired of that. It was a formula that worked for them for years, and it was a, it was a great formula. But if those guys don't, how can you get anybody over, Chris, if nobody's really over? Now. John yes. Cena, John Cena, John Cena yeah. is great concerning and 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 nothing. And I want to say this: the last time I came on here, I said something, and and I repented of it afterwards, especially over the illness and stuff that he ends up having, and I pray for him. But the thing of it is, if John John Cena's big on the uh, on the Make a Wish thing, right? But I seen Charleston, West Virginia, yep. a picture of it, or Huntington just a couple of weeks ago, and John Cena's walking to the ring, and the building's empty. And I'm sitting here, it's just a regular house show. I'm sitting here going, oh, my goodness. And Charleston in West Virginia was always big wrestling country for WCW Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. But I'm looking at the Civic Center, and I I could have threw a bomb in the building and not hit anybody. For me to tell you that and say, that's not, that can't be. But that's the way it is. But what I'm saying is, you have to have somebody over to reach back to get someone else over. If not, everybody just flounders at the bottom, and they don't mean nothing. Yeah. It's nothing against the talent. It's the head. It's the people that's mm-hmm. in charge that's able to pull the strings to say, here's what we need to do. That's why I think 
they need to put enhance, and they call them enhancement guys, whatever they want to call them. They need to, in the, in the middle of that three hours, when we're bored out of our mind anyway, or people are just watching it, go in there and put a guy over in, in two minutes strong and let him win with his finish to establish it. So maybe somebody yeah. says, hey, I've seen Joe Smith. I'll give you just, just a name. I've seen Joe Smith. He won with that move that I haven't really seen before, but I'll tell you one thing. Mm-hmm. I can beat him, and I can break that. You know, you build up to a pyramid of that, of different guys, yep. not just one, but different guys, but establishing people to where, you know, um, but 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 it's but it's always it's like I was watching my son Jaron play basketball the other night. I make a great I make a great armchair coach sitting in the stands, <laughs> and I make a great armchair booker sitting in my easy chair watching a wrestling program. But but the thing of it is, when the people are voting with their thumbs and low ratings, and they're voting yeah. with their feet by not going. There's a problem there when you are virtually not the only act, but you're the lead company in our industry. So say, for example, we are wrestling. I don't care if you're in the storefront on Hamilton Road, and I use that just as an example of a street that you and I know, or if you're at the stadium in Texas Stadium, WrestleMania, we are all still a part of the same industry, small and large. And all points in between. We love it. That's why you have your program. People want to, want to, want to. We love this wrestling business. Fabulous Jackie Fargo, the fabulous one in Memphis. He was equivalent to Babe Ruth was. What Babe Ruth meant to baseball, Jackie Fargo at that time in, in, in Tennessee was Babe Ruth. There was no pro sports. Think about this. And there was no pro sports, so he. But he told me he said, "Bobby, you can't kill pro wrestling." I just seen mm-hmm. a thing the other day where there was a newspaper clipping in West Virginia where the wrestlers. This was in the '60s, I think. Claimed to be actors to get away from the commission. So what Vincent did mm-hmm. back then wasn't nothing new. None of it was new, and but he's heard it because he just rams it down the people's throat. Listen, Chris. I don't want to go to a magic show and watch Carl Ballantyne mess up every magic trick so that I can see through it. And I don't want to be told when I'm watching that magic show <laughs> how I'm doing every trick and why it's going on yes. and the trick that I'm going to do upcoming and how I'm going to solve my head off. I don't want to hear about it before. I want to be captured in the moment. To say, wow, yes. you know, I mean, and everything. But I don't mean to babble yeah. on. I get excited because, listen, I still have the same passion for the business that I had when I was a six or seven year old boy. And I'm 50, uh, 50, be 58 in October. And uh, I still like the wrestling business, you know, and, and, and glad I was blessed in it to be a big part, to be a, to be a small part in a big industry. Amen. We're going to take some uh, some some questions before we let you go. Uh, I told you I won't keep you long, so uh, definitely I want to stay stay true to that, man. Um, it's always a pleasure talking to you, man. Uh, and and um, what do you got planned for WrestleMania before we get into some questions? WrestleMania. Do they still yeah, have that event? Weekend. No, 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 no. Yeah, no. I, 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 you know, I've seen you. I've seen you down in. Uh, 
New Orleans, I believe, didn't I? Was you was you in New Orleans? I think it, I was. I, we were supposed to meet up, but some I don't know what's happened. Well, but I, I, yeah, I, I was. I, I was there. Were, I thought I I can't remember, but I knew you was there. I, I I'm I'm not going to do anything with WrestleMania or go to uh, the 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 WrestleCon or anything this year. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna set it out. But uh, I I you know as far as wrestling events, I got a big event um, March the 16th in Chillicothe here, Huntington High School. I got, got Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. We got the, mm-hmm. the Honky Tonk Man. We got me and Ricky Morton's going to be in a tag team match against Shane Douglas nice. and a guy called the Pittsburgh Steeler. We've got the Mouth of South Jimmy Hart. You know, you know what, Chris, what I've noticed? I mean, I've noticed that people want to go back and, like, say, for example, a guy 30 or 40 will bring his kids mm-hmm. to my event and say, this is what I watched growing up. You see what I'm saying? It's a nostalgia-type mm-hmm. show. And like you talked about, where the heroes are heroes and the villains are bad yes, guys. Sir. But uh, concerning mm-hmm. WrestleMania, I, 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 you know, uh, I don't – but I went and seen it in Texas, but I've never, I've never really watched it on television. A couple, of, a couple of things. So how about you? Are you going to New York City? Yeah, I'll be there. I do coverage every year. Um, I did coverage right. last year in New Orleans and the uh, year before in Orlando, right. um, and I'll be there in New York. I my my typical schedule is uh, get there Thursday morning, uh, do coverage for events throughout Thursday, and Friday right. and Saturday, and then um, right. I don't do I don't do any coverage on Sunday uh, except for just like some live some Facebook lives sure. uh, at Mania. Um, but Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I'm like super duper swamped <laughs> yeah. from from top to from day to night doing coverage, and it's it's a thrill. I absolutely love it. I, it it's like the journalism's dream, uh, doing sure. just doing live interviews and and coverage from from all different types of shows throughout uh, throughout the um, the city. That's the, during WrestleMania weekend last year. I had like a half dozen interviews and um right. I was at all different types of shows, uh, from sun up to sundown and, and this year right. it'll be the same. Uh I'll be in New York doing the same coverage from Thursday and, and I get back right. Uh I fly back I fly back Monday morning. So that's typically yep. my schedule. You know, I'm glad Vince didn't get to stop all the wrestling. He wanted to stop all yeah. that and all them was events in the cities he would do WrestleMania in. But I feel as though it's kind of like, it's kind of like the WrestleMania is the meat, the the meat, and and the wrestling is the is the all the other stuff is the potatoes, you know, and and the vegetables and the dessert. I mean, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's a great uh, circus-like atmosphere, like you said. You can see wrestling, and that's one thing that smartened me up to why wrestling was wasn't dead or whatever die. When I was in Texas, I seen it just on every level, like you talked about, even to all the way to the stadium. And I said, you know what? This mm-hmm. this and people love the people that love. It's a niche, but the people that love it love it, and they're lifers. Absolutely. Everybody, Absolutely. everybody. Yes. And the guys <laughs> in the ring. And the people watching the ma- watching the matches, they're lifers in wrestling, yep. and that's a wonderful thing. Yep, hundred percent agree with that. And I would even say, 
I would even say, and I strongly agree, uh, believe this, uh, that Russell, May- if it wasn't for WrestleMania, you would you would have a bunch of independent shows that wouldn't get as much money. I mean, independent shows sure. get the bulk of their money during WrestleMania weekend because sure. there, there's there's independent shows from sunup to sundown. If it wasn't for That's WrestleMania right. being the big event that everybody's going to on Sunday, you know, now nowadays there's, you know, there shows that even start as early as Wednesday. You know, typically right, it's from right, Thursday right. to Sunday, but you know, you have independent shows from when you know from Wednesday throughout the entire week. You have all types of Russell Con, you have Russell Con, you have all different all different types of conventions. So if it wasn't for WrestleMania, mm-hmm. the independent shows wouldn't get the 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 the, the bulk of their their income. You know, because right. of, because of that. And, right, and, and right. WrestleMania has actually—it's it, kind of been an adverse effect. It hasn't—it hasn't monopolized the market at all. WrestleMania no. has actually helped independent shows, you know, get, well, get the bulk of their yeah. income. So, and get to, get them yeah. established. Listen here, wrestling came from the old carnival days, right? Mm-hmm. Wrestling came from the carnival days, professional wrestling. Well, here's the deal. Back in the day, the circus had the great big tent. But before you walked up to the circus, you had the sideshows. Yep. So you walked yep. up the midway to the circus, and you had all these barkers trying to get you to come in this tent to see the bearded lady, <laughs> yeah. to see the elephant yeah. man, to see this and that. And that's mm-hmm. that's the way, it's still that, but it's 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 modern. It the, the uh, WrestleMania is the main tent. And the other ones are all the sideshows, and you're exactly right. Perfect. And it's made yeah. made people stars, guys that would never been seen. That's independent. Yep. And I'll tell you another thing too, Chris. Years ago, if I wanted to have a wrestling show on television, on, on channels four, six, and ten, using Columbus uh, stations, it would take me tons of money. It take me a lot of money to edit this and that. Now, now mm-hmm. I can do an interview in my living room and people in Japan can see it five minutes after I've uploaded it. It's just changed the whole, yeah. whole yep. thing in, 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 in the world, you know, and yep. it's great. <laughs> That's so I true. Don't, yeah. I, I'll tell you what, I'm That's not, so I'm not one of these people that, uh, like I said, it's the progression and it's the, the evolution of the business. And I'm not one of those that want to hold on to the past. I know things have got to change, and it's just part of it. But also, I think yep. like the basic, the basic uh, things as a as a as a heel and a baby face. I don't think that should ever be taken out of the uh, out of the uh, equation. Equation. And but Amen. I think, I just don't think there's a should be a shade of gray. And I don't mean to over talk, but but just to say there should never be a shade. Of, it's all right, maybe one character to be a shade of gray, but for for no for the lines not to be drawn, I think that I think that there should always be lines, and the reason being is, like say for example, people in Ohio love the Buckeyes, and they don't like the that team That's from the right. north, and it's just a rivalry there, and it's set, and that's the way wrestling should be with the rivalries of mm-hmm. here comes this guy, and man, he's mm-hmm. we like him, 
And it, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what. Um, one time, Tommy Rogers and I, we were doing an interview, and Tommy said a curse word. It was H or so. I don't know. But Fritz von Erich said, I don't ever want to hear you say anything like that again. He said, I'm going to tell you why. He said, could you imagine walking up to the most beautiful girl in the world and her passing gas? <laughs> he said, you no, should I never can't. see anything like But But, you know, he was just using that as a thing. He said, yeah. you should never say that, you guys out there on that TV and he just, and it was true. I mean, and uh, everything, but, uh, but, uh, but, uh, yeah, like I said, I'm excited for what the business has. You know, there's been times yeah. when we think it's over and gone, but then all of a sudden it comes like a dinosaur out of the. That's right. <laughs> you know, it keeps moving. Out of the know. cave. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, some real quick, uh, real quick questions. You can answer them short. Um, uh, we got some some funny questions in the chat room right now, and I'm gonna let you go. Uh, um, all right, so Multi's asking, uh, what is your, uh, who is your favorite active WWE wrestler? Favorite active WWE wrestler? Mm-hmm. Well, when I walked, my my son Dylan has been an avid wrestling fan, and somebody has sent me some tapes. 10 years ago, maybe longer, I don't know. I walked in front of the mm-hmm. TV, and I wasn't watching it, and I said, you see that guy right there? It's probably 15 years ago. My, like I said, I'm not good. I said, that guy named Brian Danielson, he's going to be great. He's going to be unbelievable. Mm-hmm. I, I I like his wrestling. I like, um, I don't really, to be honest with you, Chris, I don't really follow enough to know that the guys my son said, they're really trying to bring back and it seems to him like they're trying to bring back that type of wrestlers like we used to be, you know, um, mm-hmm. and like the revival and guys like that, and mm-hmm. trying to do revival, some stuff with them. Uh, mm-hmm. Do what now? Yeah, the, the revival is a good point as far as the old school tag team feel. Yeah, yeah, but you, but you know what? I don't think I don't think there's ever been as many great athletes, and I mean. The bar's been lifted, and these guys are all tremendous, every one of them. I mean, they're unbelievable to watch in the ring and uh, stuff like that and uh, and everything. So there's just so many great guys that's in the wrestling business. That, uh, But uh, sure. Brian Daniels is uh, – Daniel Bryan is a, is a guy that I really like, and I think the reason why is uh, in, in AJ Styles and – People like that because they're more my size type guys. You you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I'm pulling for them. The yeah. <laughs> yep. All right. Real quick. Um, Rob is asking, can you talk about the experience working with Stu Hart and all those Calgary guys? By the way, by the way, before you answer that question, uh, uh, right about an hour, less than an hour before the show, um, uh, I had this guy on before, and he was one of my favorite guests. He's a, one of the most popular guests here on the show. I'm having uh-huh. my boy uh, Black Bart. He's, uh, he's he's coming back on the show next week to do a Q and A, and we talked about right. you. <laughs> and, Black Bart. Uh, he's like, yeah, I got some I got some stories with Bobby Fulton, and uh, yeah. <laughs> and so he 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 said uh, he he wanted to tell you hi, and um, you know, yes, just, he's uh, a great he, guy. You know, we, that guy could take yeah, a, yeah. take a he could take a can of Copenhagen and put the whole can in his lip. 
<laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, he was that's, in the ring tonight. Yeah, he was he was in the uh, he was in the ring with us the night that Kevin Von Erich died. The only surviving Von Erich. He was in the ring with us mm-hmm. the night that Kevin Von Erich died. Mm. Did you know about that, Chris? Yikes. Did you know no, about that? No, no, no. Well, Kevin, we I thought Kevin match. was the only one that's still alive. He's still, but let me tell you, he died. Let me tell you this. We were in a match at Fort Worth. It was me and Tommy and Bruiser Brody and Kevin Von Erich on one side of the ring. It was mm-hmm. Brian Adias. It was Black Bart and two other guys, which I can't think of who it is right now, and I'm sorry. But we were in you the mean, ring, and me and Bruce mean, Brody and Tommy. Huh? You said Kevin? Because Kevin is still yeah, alive. Listen, to me. listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. Kevin Von Erich. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Kevin Von Erich, the barefooted Von Erich. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Okay. So here's the, here it is, Chris. The one that survives died in the ring that night. So all of a sudden we're wrestling in the ring and Bruce and Brody were at Fort Worth at the Will Rogers Coliseum taping the two hour show that where they would play on Saturday nights. And mm-hmm. Bruce and Brody looks at Tommy and I and he says, he don't know we're here. And we're watching him in the ring and he's going around the ring. And, you know, they, the Von Erichs were in phenomenal shape. Kevin and Carrie was especially, I mean, you yeah. know, uh, yeah. David and David and Mike were built similar. Mike was shorter, but, more raw bone type mm-hmm. guy, but, 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 but mm-hmm. what happened? He got thrown into the corner and when he did, he looked up at the sky and I thought it was like, he was going to show some fire, like double his fist up and like, like mm-hmm. come out of there fighting. But he just, his hands drew up like almost like a claw, like he was having some kind of seizure and he fell down. Oh, well, wow. when he did, we watched him turn purple in the ring. Well, about that time, Bruiser, people started snapping pictures of him down. Bruiser Brody started gra- grabbing, I'm talking about newspaper people's cameras and everybody, mm-hmm. and slamming them on the ground, right? Mm-hmm. And, 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 and Tommy, Tommy, Black Bart grabbed Tommy, shot him off. Tommy sunset flipped Black Bart, one, two, three, and Kevin's laying there crumpled up in a mess. Tommy starts giving him mouth to mouth. And I'm screaming on the microphone, please, can somebody help us? Can somebody help us? He had peed himself and everything. And, and, and all of a sudden he started getting his color back. And I mean, him and Tommy later joked about it in Hawaii about his French kiss he got from Tommy Rogers on television and stuff like that. Yes, he is alive, but also, yeah, but also something bad happened to him, and he was near. He was uh, to me, he was dead. But me and Tommy Rogers after that match, Chris, we drove. I'll never forget driving home. The radio wasn't on. Me and him neither talked. We about quit the business mm-hmm. that night. I mean, to think you go, you, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, but wow. uh, that's, that's really interesting. You never heard about that? No, no. As as much as I know about the pro wrestling business, how much I've researched, I've and then, done, and, and then, studied a lot. Yeah. Oh no, that's awesome. I mean, well, yeah, that's awesome then, that you're giving then, that, that, that terrible. And then Fritz von Eric. Do what now? Yeah. 
Do what? I said it's terrible that it happened, but I'm I'm glad that you I'm glad that you share that with us. I'm 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 well. I'm, it's ter- it's well, terrible that that happened, but it's yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, he's alive, and his sons are wrestling, and he's still around. And I I seen him in Texas during that WrestleMania thing. But what I'm saying was, it was just un unbelievable, you know, uh, to go through that. But then Fritz told Tommy, and this is nothing about that. He said, my son didn't really need any help, but I really believe Tommy is one of the reasons why Kevin Von Erich, which is the only surviving, you know, uh, of the family left. And if it wasn't, I don't think if it would have been for Tommy Rogers and maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. But if Kevin wouldn't be here, but listen to me. I'll say this also. I have nothing but respect for all the brothers of the Von Ericks and Fritz and Doris oh, yeah. and them. I worked for them. They were great people. What a dynasty in professional wrestling. It was tragic, a lot of stuff that took place there. And, you know, there's not very many guys that wrestled in that territory that's alive anymore. I mean, if people go back and look yeah. at it. And, uh, but, but, and I didn't want to say that in a bad light. I was just, you you mentioned Black Bart, and he is a great guy, Mm -hmm. a great big guy, Mm -hmm. and uh, what a tremendous talent in professional wrestling. And he is a character. (laughs) He is a character. Yes, he is. That's what brought that memory back. (laughs) You know, you know. Yeah, well, I'm I'm glad you shared that memory. Do what? I'm glad you shared that memory. I I had no clue. I had no clue about that, and I'm glad you shared it. Yeah. Yeah, he's never talked about it. No, no, it. he, he no, he he never. And I've talked to him uh, multiple times uh, off off air too on the phone, and uh, right, no, he's right, never right. shared that. That's, that's really, we was really it was eight uh, um, Wow. And I'm not giving wow. any bad well, life to the Von Erich family. No, 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 no. I, I didn't. I, my my fans and, and I didn't. I surely didn't take it that way. I, I just think yeah. I just like to know. You know, just just stories like that because I never yeah. knew that that happened, and and that's really interesting. That's a really interesting story, and and it's good to. I mean, he's alive today. You know, I mean, yes, he's he like sixty two years old, sixty one, and and uh, yeah. so it's 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 it had a good it had a good ending to it. You know, because <laughs> he's still yes. alive. So, but um, yeah. yeah, you're right. In a, in a great family, he's a great guy. You know, and I wish his sons yep. nothing but great right. things. I hear a lot of a lot of great things. I met him, and they're Real humble, and that was the thing about the Von Eric brothers. They were all nice, humble people. Yep. I mean, they were like just, mm-hmm. just like just, they. There wasn't no. Uh, they didn't have an air about them. They were like talking to mm-hmm. your neighbor. You know what I mean? They didn't have any cockiness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were just good, good guys. <laughs> yep. Yep. All right, let's uh, address a few of these questions quickly. Uh, okay, so to talk about your experience working with Stu Hard and all the, the Calgary guys. Right, right. I, I, I'll never forget, Chris. I had broken the wrestling business, and uh, I had uh, got a chance to go to Calgary, Alberta, Canada, and wrestle for Stu Hart. And I, when I got up there, there was a, <clears throat> there was a, Brett was wrestling, just started. Brett was wrestling. Bruce and Keith was wrestling, and Owen was a little ten, eleven year old boy running around in the dressing room. And uh, they had guys, what was great about that, they had guys from Japan wrestling there, guys from England, guys from all over the world was wrestling there. One in particular was a young guy by the name of uh, 
Dynamite Kid. And mm-hmm. uh, also they had Hills there, Angel Ashavita, which was the Cuban assassin, uh, Bobby Bass and Goldie Rogers. But Dynamite Kid, he was unbelievable to watch in the ring. He, he, would, he would go out there and wrestle and do diving headbutts off the top rope out to the floor. He'd come back to the dressing room. He would do a thousand. He'd do a thousand Hindu squats. The guy was a machine. Mm. He was unbelievable. Yeah. And uh, wow. I mean, uh, you know, uh, he was great. There was a guy in there by the name of John Foley that was there. John Foley was a shooter and a hooker. You know what a shooter and a hooker is? You know what a shooter is. Yeah. You, you know a hooker. Yeah. There's difference in shooting and hooking, right? Mm-hmm. Do you know? Yep. Do you know there's a difference in being a shooter and being a hooker in the ring? I do. Do you know do. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I do. And, uh, uh, and uh, let the let the chat room know. Let the let the listeners know uh, what, what the difference well, is. Well, a, a shooter. Say for example, like like Rick Steiner told me a long time ago, he could shoot because he was an amateur wrestler, but he didn't know nothing about mm-hmm. hooking. And hooking is grabbing people and breaking breaking their arms and knowing joint, yep. you know, manipulation and stuff like that. Well, this guy was like up in Hart. Calgary, Alberta. I was about 240, a thick guy back then. Other guys that was there was Lynn Denton and, and, uh, Lynn Denton and, um, and David Sierra, who was Fidel Sierra, who, uh, but, but, but he, John, John Foley was a great hooker and a great shooter. And one night was in a hotel room and, he wanted to shoot with me, and I didn't know nothing about it. But he got on all fours, and I was at 240, and when I dove on him, he had been drinking, so I carpet burned his face all up. So Ooh. the next day when he went to get in the, to go to the town, here he was, the great shooter, and his face was all carpet burned by a, an 18, 19-year-old boy, Bobby Fulton, which he wasn't <laughs> very happy about or anything like that. But <laughs> Stu Hart's territory... Yeah. When when I went there, I got a chance to wrestle Bret Hart and all those guys, and it was a great territory, and it was funny. And Jim Neidhart was there as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, Tom Stanton, some guys are not with us any longer, but it was a great territory and great traditional wrestling. And the one thing about it, Chris, you didn't want to be there when Stu Hart would go, uh, let me, uh, uh, Chris, you're a pretty big old uh, – Guy, uh, let me uh, let me uh, let me show you this. And he all of a sudden, if he grabbed you and hooked you, he'd say, "Fight, fight!" <laughs> yeah, I mean, he'd be screaming and this and that, right? Yeah, but uh, it was a great opportunity. <laughs> oh man, I, I, you know what? It's so funny when you said that. Just, I literally imagined my, you know, uh, six foot one, two hundred and eighty-five pound frame. Uh, Big old muscular uh, brawly guy uh, being hooked by uh, <laughs> by Stu <Stuart>. Hart. <laughs> well, when we were there, that when I be... was there, <laughs> sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Go ahead. I, I just, I just I, when, imagined when, when you know, we were <laughs> there. When we were there, Stu was in his 60s, right? Well, he had a newspaper mm-hmm. guy come to the dungeon that was doing a story on wrestling, and him and the Dynamite Kid was in there. So what they would do. They would have them work out, right? And they would mm-hmm. have like, if they had 315 on the bench, the guy, they'd help the guy take it off the rack and spot him. But when he would get it down, they would let it lay across his throat and he'd be fighting and struggling. So he would be worn uh. out after, after, the, after <laughs> the exercises. 
Then Stu would hook him. And Stu oh, then man. would break his arm. And then he would say, uh, let me uh, tell you, uh, you couldn't fare well with a 60-year-old. Imagine if one of my young wrestlers got a hold of you, you know. Mm-hmm. Have, have you ever heard of the Mongolian Stomper? I have, absolutely. Well, he broke in there in in, in Calgary. And he, he would get stretched every day in the dungeon. And finally he was in a hold, and I mean, Stu oh, wow. would hold him and tell him to fight. If Stu was getting, if the guy was getting upper hand on Stu, Stu would say, uh, uh, excuse me, I, I think I hear Helen calling me, right, to get out of there. But he said one day he seen Stu, and Stu had him tied up like a pretzel, and he said he could just barely look out of the corner of his eye, and Stu had his tongue hanging out of his mouth like he was applying oh, pressure, goodness. right? And he said he punched <laughs> up as hard as he could up under the chin, and Blood was flying out of Stu's mouth, and Stu still Stu oh, was wow. like a python. He would hook you in a hold, and and he wouldn't let go. You know. Oh wow! Uh, I can I've seen plenty of Stu videos and pictures, and I I see that as I'm as I'm right. as I'm imagining that. All right, so let's right. let's address a few of these questions uh, before we go. Just just real quick. Um, there's a couple. Just a couple more questions. Um, okay, uh, G- GSP is asking. Um, this question may get asked to a lot of wrestlers, but uh, who was your favorite um, to work in the ring with? Um, as far as who well, made it easy for you to have a good match? Right, right. I, I I'll tell you what, Chris. I was blessed to be in an era where the guys in the main event were unbelievable to wrestle, but also the guys opening the card was true professionals. Do you understand what I'm saying by that? That you could get into the ring with the guy, the guy opening the card. And here's one thing that the independents have got to learn. Know your role where you're at on the card. Just just, save some stuff for the main event guys. If you go out and do it all in the first match and see back then, we knew how they knew how to do it all, but they knew their role and knew where they were on the card. But, you know, I wrestled against yeah. guys, some of the great guys that I had matches with that had, that, that had bigger names w- would have been like, uh, would have been like um, the Midnight Express with Jim Cornette. Mm-hmm. Both versions were tremendous to wrestle. Also, uh, we had great matches with Sting and Eddie Gilbert. We had great matches with, uh, with, um, with Jack Victory and John Tatum. We had a chance, the Bushwhackers, we had – which were the sheep herders then. We had a series of matches with them that were just uh, tremendous. They were the hardcore type matches in the barbed wire and stuff like that before it was kosher. And uh, I got a chance to wrestle with them. But one guy that I had matches with that also wrestled for a short time as my brother was Eric Embry. And me and him had a, had a, had a program in San Antonio, Texas, and I really enjoyed my matches with him. And a lot of people in wrestling history might know him as a guy that worked for Fritz later on that did a lot of stuff and kind of popped that territory after it kind of died. But he was tremendous to wrestle with. And then when I went to Japan, we wrestled Dynamite Kid and Davey Boy Smith, uh, so many, the Malenko brothers, Joe and Dean Malenko. I mean, there's nice. just so many, Chris, I could spend the next three days telling you the great guys, every one of them, 
we had an opportunity to get wow. that ring with. And you know, the funny thing of it was, Chris, we you, people people think you practice or this and that. There was there was many times that I had never met a guy in the Guerrero brothers, Chavo Guerrero, senior Chavo classic. They called him and Hector Guerrero. We had great matches with them and the fabulous ones and uh, the rock and roll express. Cause you know, I was mostly a tag team. Um, but mm-hmm. I had a lot of great matches with a lot of great people. Even Jake, the snake Roberts. I was just telling somebody last night, he was in world-class wrestling and he was kind of underneath guy. Believe that or not, Jake the Snake Roberts was a was the underneath guy. But we had I always enjoyed my match with Jake the Snake. He was incredible in the ring. Yeah, certainly, absolutely. All right, guys. Well, last question. Uh, we'll 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 uh, cap it with this. Um, uh, Steve Austin regards you as his favorite tag team of all time. What is your relationship like with Steve? Well, I, I finally got to meet him there in New Orleans, and it was a pleasure. Okay. And that's about the only yeah. time I've really ever got a chance to, to talk to him or whatever. And uh, but I but you know what, Chris, him and The Rock were the last big big guys over in WWE. If you think about it, yep. and how many years ago was yep. that? I mean, you could walk uh, down oh, anywhere in USA. Three. How many? Austin retired in '03. So uh, Austin retired in 2003. WrestleMania 19 was his last match. So that was 16 years ago. And those, and, and you see, I think that's what Vince wants. He don't want any wrestler over. He just wants the WWE coming to town like Barnum and Bailey. Yep. But look what happened to Barnum and Bailey. Uh, they're out of business. But, but uh, Steve Austin's a super great guy. I mean, he's a nice guy. He was such a, a humble, nice guy when I met him. And uh, everything, I just, uh, I just, uh, you know, I'm thankful for those guys that remembered us, and I and and it's like I was when I was when I was getting in the wrestling business or in the wrestling business and meeting my heroes. It's amazing, mm-hmm. you know, Chris, for the opportunity to people that I watched as a kid. Uh, you know, like in Ohio, there was a guy, the original Sheik, and I'll never forget. I was wrestling in Tennessee for Nick Gullison. He said, "Hey, boy." I need you to go down there and pick up the Sheik and take him to the town this week. And I'm thinking, oh, my goodness. Here I'm getting to ride in the car with with the Sheik, who, who, Chris, people can't imagine, who owned this area in Detroit and everything and sold these arenas out. And he was a worldwide name before the Internet. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and everything. But going back to your question, uh, Steve Austin's a super nice guy. I never really had any contact with him except for that. Nice. He needs to bring you on his podcast, man. I think that would be fantastic. So. Yeah, he had Tommy Rogers one time on there a little bit before Tommy Rogers uh, passed away. And he hmm. said, Tommy Rogers said that he was living out of a little brown bottle. And yeah, he Tommy was in Hawaii Rogers, when he passed, right? Yeah, yeah, he was. And you know what, Chris? Yeah. He didn't. He, people said he committed suicide. He choked on a little Debbie cake. Oh, really? Hmm. Yeah, he regurgitated. Um, and I mean, I hate to say that, wow. but it's just I hate it when people tell me when when people say he killed himself. He didn't kill himself. And he, I'll tell you what, Chris, that guy was a tremendous athlete. Tommy Rogers. He was yeah, he unbelievable was, yeah. in the ring. He was he was really good. He was, uh, 
Yeah, he was. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Well, you know, I'll give you the credit. I'll give you credit too. I think both of you together was, I mean, you, you know, I, I you were one of my favorite tag teams growing up. The Fantastics. You, I was a huge fan of the Fantastics. I totally marked out when y'all won the United States Tag Team Championships uh, <laughs> in the Thank NWA. You so much. And so that means a lot. Yeah, Thank man. you, sir. I, I love the Fantastics. I think I, I personally think the Fantastics is one of the best baby, just pure baby face tag teams of all time. That's I, that's, that's my personal opinion. So, that means yeah. a lot, Chris. Thank Should you, be in the sir. Hall of Fame. Should be in the WWE Thank Hall you, of Fame. Sir. In, in that my, means a lot. In my opinion. Thank you. Yeah. Well, go ahead and plug your show, man. You got a big show coming up in a couple weekends. Mm-hmm. Let the listeners know. Yep, about March. Yep, March the 16th in Huntington High School, out right outside of Chillicothe, Ohio. People can go to WCPBTW. That's a big mouthful. It's the acronym for World Classic Professional Big Time Wrestling. And it's going to take place Saturday, March the 16th. Ricky the Dragon Steamboat's making a rare South Central Ohio appearance. The Honky Tonk Man, him and the Honky Tonk Man's going to be in the same building. I don't know what's going to happen then. They may have a... uh, they may have to relive some <laughs> magic moments of the past there. We've got the Mountain yeah. South. Jimmy Hart's going to be there, too. Ricky Morton of Rock nice. and Roll Express. Him and I are going to team up in a special match. It's a fundraiser for the uh, Huntington area Little League and everything. Because you know what, brother? We're just around the corner from baseball season coming up. I mean, and they're doing that to raise some money to get the kids some equipment and things like that. Now, listen, Chris, how important is it? to keep these kids busy. Get them something to do instead of finding bad things to do. So get them out there on them ball fields. Get them out there. Get them involved in sports, all these other activities and stuff. I try to encourage these kids to stay in school and everything because, listen to me, it's a dark world out there, Chris, as you and I know. We run into it every day and see people people that make the wrong decisions. And everything comes down to a decision. Uh, ultimately, in everything. But uh, I hope that everybody on Saturday, March the 16th, it's worth driving hundreds of miles to see right there outside of Chillicothe, Ohio, the Ohio's first capital. It's going to be Huntington High School gym, big-time wrestling, a great big night of stars, thrills, WWE, Hall of Famers, legends, and more. And, Chris, if you get a chance, this is your public invite, as always, to come out to the show. It's always great seeing you and bring oh, your son. Man. man, that would be great. Well, you said the 16th? 7th, of March. Um, this, yes, sir. Uh, March the 16th? Yes, sir. Oh, if man, you're I'm available, gonna, come I'm on. Gonna see the, yeah, I'm going to see what I can huh? do, man, because that's, that's, yeah, that's a stacked lineup. <laughs> I got you. It is a good one. Man. It's going to be a big one. It's going to be a big one. Yeah, Ricky yep, we're gonna Steamboat, have a great time. Tonk Man. Jimmy yep. Hart, wow, yeah, that's a yep. tech lineup. Ricky Morton, Rock and Roll yeah, Express, Shane Douglas, yeah, Ricky uh, Morton, the franchise, myself, the franchise, uh, yeah, yep, yep, it's gonna, wow. it's gonna be a big night in South Central Ohio, and like I said, uh, we're looking forward to a big thing, and hey, may God continue to bless you, Chris, with your podcast and in your life, and you recently received your doctorate, if I'm thinking, I follow you on Facebook, is that right, or did I? Almost. Are you working I'm, I'm, I'm in my PhD. Work, yeah, working my dissertation. I uh, should be all set by the fall. Yep. Ain't that wonderful, man? God's good, isn't he, brother? <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. Well, I appreciate you being on the show, man. I, I apologize you, for keeping you longer than we we, no. we, we uh, discussed. Uh, but it's, I got uh, excited. It's one of those I things. Loved it. Yeah, it's one of those things. It's one of those things, man. That uh, just talking about some some history, some some wrestling history. It's hard to really confine that within uh, a short amount of time, man. You, yeah. you you were spitting some historical knowledge tonight, Bobby, and I always always enjoy it, man. Yes, sir. God bless you. Thank you, Chris. Wish you nothing but great you things. Well, Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you, sir, man. Hope to see you soon. Bye-bye. Bobby Fulton, talking about Bobby Lashley. Uh, move over, Bobby Lashley. I'm going to be the Neo, I'm going to be the Leo Rush to this one here. My man, Bobby Fulton. Bobby, Bobby, <laughs> my man, Bobby Fulton. Um, man, just a great guy, man. And um, you know, I, I'm pleased to to be his friend over the past two years. And uh, you know, we we've talked a bunch of times, man. And so it's crazy that he's only been on the show three times. As much as we converse, um, uh, he's only been on the show three times. But um, prayerfully, uh, we'll get him back on, man. And um, uh, I really, really enjoyed it. You know, just <laughs> he's been he's been uh, he's been on the show for the past hour, <laughs> and uh, and we had to cut that because there was so much more <laughs> more to talk about, man. I always. I love having those conversations with, with just you know historical, just just legends in the business. He's been competing for over forty years, and um, you know, world classic professional big time wrestling. Check him out. I've been to plenty of his shows. Uh, for some reason, I think I got something planned for the sixteenth, but I might have to scoot that over because that is a stacked lineup. I might have to go and, and do some. Um, uh, do some do some uh, adjustments to my schedule to make that happen. So, thank you, Bobby. I appreciate you, man. Um, Multi's uh, right off the gate is asking, um, uh, how are how am I? Uh, I'm doing well, man. I, uh, um, as as Bobby was saying, man, just uh, working on my doctorate, as you know, as I've, I've made known on the show here. Um, and uh, yeah, man, just my my days are quite tiring, but. Uh, it my days are my days typically are about uh eighteen yeah, about eighteen and nineteen hours long. Yeah, about nineteen hours long is typically my days. Um so but yeah. And my gym sore, yes. <laughs> yes I am. Um I I love lifting weights, man, and uh um I uh, am back, back at it, man. Back lifting heavy. I'm, I'm lifting some, some heavy hours, lifting some heavy weights again. Uh, as you, you all know, I had major back surgery last April and spinal fusion. Um, L4S1. I uh, had to fuse. Um, had to, had to fuse my L4S1, and uh, and uh, I was a personal trainer for. I was personal trainer for ten years, from about '06 to '16. Um, and so I, I, you know, so been so used to working out for the past, uh, I really started working out heavily, probably about Oh five. Oh five is when I really start working out heavily. So for the past, you know, 14 years, I've been so used to working out and, uh, 
man, it's uh, last year was really tough for me just mentally. Uh, I was I was happy that the, my back relief was uh, got a lot better. Um, but but at the same time, it was really tough for me mentally, just as far as not being able. There was you know there was a six month time where I couldn't even hold my newborn daughter, who's uh, fifteen months now. Um, I, I was on I was on the twenty five pound weight restriction. Uh, it was first it was ten pounds and it went up to twenty five pounds. And so for the past, for the first six months, um. I couldn't I couldn't hold my my daughter for six months. My my when my daughter was born, um, I w- I was five. She was five months before I went to surgery, uh, just about five months old, and so from five months to eleven months, I couldn't I couldn't hold her. I couldn't. I, mean, I held her in the bed, but I couldn't like pick her up and, and hold her because I was on restrictions. So that was tough. And then um, I couldn't work out. Um, so it was really tough just mentally not being able to work out. It was even tougher not being able to pick up my, my daughter. Um, but this has been a, but, but, um, there were some really good things that happened last year as a whole, 2018 as a whole was one of my best years ever, but there was a lot of mental just hurdles going through my surgery uh, but 2019 has even been even better than 2018 all all the way uh, all around. Uh, I'm back for the past couple months. I'm back at it, working out like a crazy man in the gym. <laughs> um, uh, I'm uh, t- t- my my typical workouts is 30 to 35 minutes of cardio and then weights. Um, so I've I've been killing it again in the um, uh, lifting, but. My my doctor said I still can't do squats, so uh, I used to do 820 pound leg presses, um, and so I was like, "Hey, doc, so when can I get back to the 820 pound leg press?" <laughs> he was like, as, "As as Stone Cold Steve Austin would say, ah, ah. <laughs> so so." But my hope is that. Uh, I, I'm actually starting rehab again soon to build up my core strength because I still get um, I still get st- real stiff uh, like daily. I, my back gets really stiff when I get out to bed or get out the couch or stuff. It still gets stiff, um, but uh, you know, just to, so I'm rehabbing that. My hope is that I can I can uh, get up there and eventually eventually get back up there. I missed my 820 pounds. Um, squats. So, I actually think I might have a. Uh, <laughs> I think I might have a a video of that. Uh, I have to find it. Um, that might be on my Facebook. I can I can play it for you guys and show it, but I, it'll take me too long to try to find it. Uh, when I was actually lifting, uh, I like pressing eight hundred and twenty pounds. So, uh, <laughs> let let's see me go against Mark Henry is what Mo said. Uh. Mark Henry is about a hundred pounds. He's about a hundred and thirty, hundred and twenty pounds heavier than I am. So, <laughs> strength wise, uh, I can. I'm. I'm a very strong guy. I'm a very strong guy. I, I do. Um, my flies. I usually do two hundred fifty pound flies, um, and then uh, and then about two hundred and twenty or so pound. Uh, 
pound presses. I do 12 reps of 250 pound flies. Um, and that's just, I could do more, but, um, that the, the machine that I, the, the fly machine, that's, uh, it caps out at 250. So, um, if I can do 12, if I can do a set of 12, that's definitely not my max. <laughs> so, um, if you can max out, if I can do 12 or 250, I probably max out about 400 or so, but, but, you know, Mark Henry's been doing that, uh, <laughs> He's he's Mark Henry's been uh he's been doing it for a while. He's been bodybuilding for a while. So um, you know, Mark Henry's the man when it comes to the the, the, the strongest man. <laughs> I'm gonna put him over when it comes to that. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh let me address a few of these ask Chris questions before I bring on my guy, the co host with the most. Um Rob is asking, uh, I'm going to ask the burning question. Everybody wants to answer it. Why do female wrestlers always enter the ring going under the middle rope? <laughs> Fantastic question, Rob West. Um, because they are uh, delicate, like Lacey Evans, okay? They don't want to go under over the middle rope because, um, you know, it, it, it may cause some, some perverts to, um, you know, Think things that they're not supposed to. So they want to act like a lady like Lacey Evans. Speaking of Lacey Evans, we'll get to Lacey Evans and how I'm so I'm totally not sold on a Lacey Evans. Um all right, so I'm gonna address a few of these Chris ask Chris questions, but before then, ladies and gentlemen, co host with the most. What's going on, brother? How you feeling? Good to be here live. Can y'all hear me fine? Man. Oh yeah, we can hear you great. Good to have you. Could have had a great brother, Bobby. That's right. Absolutely. And he'll probably he'll probably watch this. Uh, so I'm looking at my I'm looking at the chat now, and uh, GHP saluted you, Bobby. So um, so so a salute from from GHP. Uh, Sports Huddle also said thanks. Um, Multi said thanks. Zed. Um, a bunch of uh, cool people here. Uh, Hashtag, thank you, Bobby Fulton from uh, from Acer. So uh, good stuff. Uh, lots of lots of love going on here from Bobby, my man, <laughs> Bobby Fulton. Um, uh, my mood is asking what grade so I give both shows this week, SmackDown and Raw. Um, man, you you know that's a part. That's a that's a segment. So we'll say that. Moe said, uh, most saw pictures uh, from me at the gym. I'd imagine either Twitter or IG. I did put a couple pics up. Correct. Uh, thank you, Multi. Multi says, hope I'm doing better. I am doing better, man. I'm I'm, I'm uh, doing so much better. The surgery, was, <laughs> that's for sure. Because it was, man, I've had back problems since uh, like 95. Um, so, you know. 24 years and so it's been tough um just it's been really tough but the surgery helped a lot as you know, it's definitely not 100 percent, but much less really a much more relief much less pain than what i've been you know experiencing the past 20 years so god is good um all right guys Salute to everybody who uh, is in the chat right now. Appreciate y'all. Uh, cool, cool, cool. I'm seeing some really cool, uh, some really cool uh, comments here. 
Uh, somebody said hit him with something. Oh, goodness. What did, I just passed it. Hit him with the side chest. <laughs> the side chest pose. <laughs> In my Leo Russ voice. Hit him with the side chest pose. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Uh, I have not watched Mark Henry documentary yet. My plan was to watch it tomorrow. Um, yeah, just my schedule is so daggone swamped, man. Um, I do want to, I do want to watch that as soon as possible. Zed is asking X Chris for our interview Kofi Kingston's friends Mo and Mentum. I am I'm working on that now, trying to get them on the show ASAP. Um, speaking of that. Not a fan. Not, I'm not a fan of Kofi Kingston going against Daniel Bryan at uh, Fastlane. I hope they don't switch the title on Fastlane. That that would be a petty, uh, a very very petty, petty, petty move by Vince McMahon if uh, if that's if if that's done. I, I just that would be petty. So so petty. Uh, if he wins on a uh, minor pay-per-view, this right now Kofi Kingston is the 2019's version of the 2014 Daniel Bryan. They need to capitalize on it. They let Daniel Bryan win the title at Mania at the main event. They let him win the main event of WrestleMania. They need to let Kofi Kingston do the same thing. New Orleans. The Superdome or the Silverdome, I should say, with <laughs> the Superdome, they went bananas when Daniel Bryan uh, won. I think it was slightly snubbed. I think the feeling was snubbed uh, when Taker losing a streak. I think if Taker would have won, I think it would have helped just the overall feel of that night, and I think it would have helped just with the overall energy and the aura. Um, but I do think that Daniel Bryan winning at the end helped just get rid of that really just uh, it, it was just a, uh, an eerie, just a, a petrified feeling <laughs> um, that that was going on when the streak was broken. So I still don't think the streak should have been broken. Um, until then, I, I think I think Roman Reigns beating Taker was a good call. Um, and I've said this before, so I'm not going to go into it. I think it was a good call for a month. <laughs> When Braun Strowman beat up Roman Reigns like weeks after he beat Taker, he, he beat Taker. I think that was a terrible call. Now, granted, Roman Reigns helped out Braun Strowman when they feuded. I think if it wasn't for Roman Reigns, Braun Strowman wouldn't get that. Wouldn't have gotten that natural babyface pops that he did. I mean, he really people want to crap on Roman Reigns, but Roman Reigns really, really helped out. Um, Braun Strowman's career Like big time Um, But I think It was too quick to Have Roman Reigns um, Get beat up Like that so Yeah those those are my thoughts on that But I think Kofi Kingston's the I think he's the guy man I do I I definitely think that You know you want to You gotta You gotta strike while the iron's hot Man um haven't won at Mania. Uh, GSP, some case seems like it would mess well with SummerSlam. Do you think that would be a good time to do more brackets? 
yes, I think that I think that is correct. I agree. Slim Cade, maybe even <clears throat> maybe I'll maybe I'll do a PNP Hall of Fame doing Slim Cade. Uh, doing Slam the Cade. Slam Cade. Yeah, Cross absolutely. the line. Uh, when when did we, I think we we determined July? Did, did we do? Did we determine July as yeah. the, the day for the month for Slam Cade? Yeah. Yeah, yeah July. July. Okay. So maybe that would be a good time for the PNP Hall of Fame then. So you, you know, we, we got uh, we got to bring in Don West though. We got to have Don West. The Pele. Oh yeah. my gosh, you gotta be kidding. <laughs> gotta get him to do the voiceover. I need to get a. I need to get a I need to get a voice clip from Don West. I, I know some people yeah. who work at Impact Wrestling. I need I need someone who I'm gonna text someone. I, matter of fact, matter of fact, I'm gonna text someone who currently works at Impact Wrestling right now, and I'm gonna say next time you see Don West, can you put your phone by him and uh, have him cut me a promo on the about the Pancakes of Power Slam show so I can use it as a voice clip. Um, I'm actually, I'm actually, as we, as we're speaking, I'm going to, I'm going to text actually, uh, as you're speaking, uh, Evan, I'm going to text, um, a top person here, uh, you know, and that's funny. I did this, I did this, I did this, uh, during, um, uh, uh, elimination chamber too. I texted a couple people. I met that, that directly backstage when I'm actually was on the, on the card, and uh, texted me like right like he texted me right before he he came out uh, on screen. Uh, and that? yeah, it was it, yeah it was it was it was really cool. And then the one was backstage uh, giving me some information, and uh, it was it was it was pretty cool. Well, there was some there was some conversation we had during the live reaction stream that I had about uh, getting permission from uh, to get tattoos from WWE. And uh, yeah, I talked to two people to who were backstage. Yeah, and then uh, one former WWE person texted me uh, afterwards, um, like not too far from when the show ended, from the pay per view ended. And then he told me, "Yes, you do have to have uh, permission to get yep. new tattoos uh, in, in the WWE." So uh, very interesting uh, stuff. Uh, I the, sent the text. The, the, the person. I sent a text mm-hmm. during the pay-per-view about uh, if they were going to replace uh, Jericho doing the um, <laughs> doing the video with Abyss. Abyss is good. One. Said stop. That's a good one. That's a good one. He said don't get me started. Really <laughs> <laughs> Let's get Abyss. Absolutely. Gregory House. <laughs> <laughs> replace my Gregory House. Shout out to my, my man, my, my good buddy. And he's a good friend of you. will see Gregory Helms to uh, the WWE. Yeah, he's an agent now. That's good stuff, man. <clears throat> yeah. So that means we get to see him run out and break up fights. Yeah, there you go. Try to choke slam people two times bigger than he is. Yeah. Uh, all right, it's so let's get, to the, let's get to the headlines. I'll, I'll let you address uh, the Jimmy. Uh, I'll let you do the Elimination Chamber review. I, I have a, uh, a complete uh, reaction, live reaction stream on the, on the Craig Wrestling uh, uh, channel. Uh, I'll let you uh, give your thoughts on the Elimination Chamber. So let's get these headlines. Here we go. Uh, 
Uh, real quick, Momoto's asking if uh, Daniel Bryan retains and had the mania, who would you want Daniel Bryan to face? Kofi Kingston. I mean, I think that it should be some type of disqualification finish, uh, do a rematch uh, at, at Mania. Uh, I think you 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 got to you got to do it, man. You got to you, know, you can't. You know, people the 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 hashtag isn't Kofi Fastlane; it's Kofi Mania. Like you just you have to do the moment at WrestleMania. It, it's uh, my, my, I don't know. May, maybe they can do a multi-person. Maybe you can have more people as as the weeks progress, more people wanting to be in the match. So you can have like a a six person match or something like that, or something, or four person triple threat something. But at the end of the day, I want to see Kofi Kingston versus Daniel Bryan singles match WrestleMania. That's what um, that's what it should be. So. And it needs to um, be. All right. It, it needs to be. Yeah, event. I agree. Mania. I agree. I, 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 I think G, I think it's hotter than anything else right now. GHP, I'm sure you can. He he he's the one that's up there with us in knowledge. GHP or multi. When was the last time SmackDown actually main evented a WrestleMania? I the only we talk about this doing a pay per view crush that I I only remember. Taking an edge, right? They taking an edge at twenty was twenty four. Twenty. Twenty three. Three, yeah. Take her and Edge twenty three. No, was one in Florida. Take her. Um, I think Taker and Batista was twenty four, wasn't it? It, it was in Florida. Right, I know that much. It, it was the it was okay. Flair's uh, retirement match. Twenty four. Twenty two was Mark Henry. Mark, Mark, twenty three was Batista. Twenty four. Right. Uh, right. Uh, twenty was Flair. Twenty one was Orton. Mm-hmm. Twenty uh, uh was twenty two was Mark Henry, the casket match. Twenty three was Twenty three was Edge. Or was it twenty three? Twenty three is Batista. Twenty three Batista and then twenty four Edge? Twenty four yeah, because uh it was at the Orange Bowl in Florida. Because our uh, boy 20, uh uh okay. Jimmy um our man uh 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 Gus, what's our buddy name? Referee. Um Marty Elias? Marty. Yeah, Marty was the rough, I think. Okay. Let me, let, me, let me verify that. One of, one of, one of, one of a... our two buddies. Got it. Let me check and see. Um, so 23 was in Detroit. And that was the Trump and... and um, oh, gosh. That was yeah. the Bowser Billionaires. Yeah. We love you, Bobby. Um <laughs> um. Yeah, and that was that was probably the biggest spot. That was probably the biggest moment in Bobby Lashley's career, though. That was his biggest yeah. spot. Um, Taker went against twenty three. Taker went against um, Tista at twenty three. Yep. So Edge was twenty four then. So yep. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, Twenty four was in. That was what? That was Citrus Bowl, wasn't it? Citrus Bowl. Yep. Um, Florida. It was uh, mm-hmm. Miami. Am I right? Miami. Was it Miami? Um, uh, Orlando. Citrus Bowl in Orlando. Orlando. Yeah. Okay. Miami. Right, Miami Orlando was said. the Rock. Uh, um, Miami was that the was Rock. 29. That was twenty eight or twenty nine. Twenty eight. Twenty eight. 
Because they, they went against each other at 28 and 29. Yeah. 20, 20, uh, might have been 29. Miami was like the the, the second one, I think. 28, 29 I was 20, Miami. Okay, That's when the Rock won. Yeah, so it's Orlando was 2008. Yeah. Multi. Well, 28, uh, Rock, <clears throat> Rock won a 28, and then he lost a 29. That's right. That's right. That's uh, right. Because he passed. He passed on. Yeah. Um, let me try. Okay. So twenty twenty seven was Atlanta. That was when Miz. That was when The Rock was hosting. And then twenty eight was um, Miami. Um, and then twenty nine was. Uh, it, yeah, MetLife. Yep, that Met was Life, yeah. where it's going to be at this year. Yeah, yeah, East Rutherford. Yeah, MetLife. That's tough. Yeah, that's where it's going to be at this year. <clears throat> yeah. All right. What's your thoughts on uh, what's your thoughts on EC? Uh, summing up two things: Elimination Chamber basically is Becky Lynch and Kofi. Everything else was just <laughs> it's the filler. It is Becky Lynch coming out doing a, her, you know, basically similar to Austin coming out the hill, but everyone's loving her. And the Elimination Chamber, the end with Kofi. That's that's the Elimination Chamber to me. Yeah, agreed. But those two things, a you include everything else goes down to about a C plus. Everything else was just okay. The tag title, the women's tag title chamber was was okay. Um, yeah, everything that seemed oh, everything that seemed so I don't know default and just mundane. Beside those two things, I mean, it wasn't a bad pay per view, but Becky saved it between Becky and the Elimination Chamber main event. Uh, that made Elimination Chamber worth it. If you ex- exclude them, it just was like a, a okay episode of Raw. Of Raw. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I said C plus for most of it. Yeah, I said C plus for most of it, and then uh, I think I brought it up to B um, during the Kofi thing. I think the I think the Kofi spot really helped just the whole thing. But yeah, Um, yeah, that was that was that was pretty much it. Uh, Finn winning was, I knew that was happening. I also said this, which I, which I hope does happen. I, I do want to see, um, uh, drew Bobby Lashley and, um, and Corbin, although they didn't continue Bobby, Bobby Lashley beat up Corbin on, 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 uh, elimination chamber, but they didn't continue that on raw. That, that was weird. They just did a regular tables match. They didn't continue that on raw. I was, I thought that was really weird, um, but I, I want to see them do that with. I, I want to see the Wyatt family come back. I want to see Harper. Oh yeah. Um, I want to see Harper, Bray, and and, and Strowman against Drew, Lashley, and uh, Corbin. That that would be my my. Uh, that, that was that would be something I would want for. Uh, for uh, elimination uh, for WrestleMania. Uh Jimmy Uso was arrested um, in Detroit, and he um, basically Naomi was driving, uh, 
from what I heard, the traffic, you know, Detroit traffic's not very good. I think even uh, it was said on the show last week by Wild Boy, who lives in Detroit. Um, the the the, uh, the roads and the the traffic is not good. Um, and yeah, I mean, driving down a one way street the wrong way, and got pulled over for that, of course. But the issue came when there was a uh, reeking of alcohol, the, the report was saying, from TMZ. And the um, cop, uh, cop pulls Naomi out. And uh, as they were talking, Jimmy comes out, pulls his uh, coat, uh, his uh, jacket and shirt off. Of course, uh, that caused some, some ruckus, some uproar. Uh, police officer pulls out his taser. Uh, in fear of, of uh, feeling threatened, and um, but a couple of days later they won the tag team title, <laughs> so <laughs> that was quite odd to me. Um, from a PR standpoint, um, that, that just I don't know. I, I love the Usos. I, I think Naomi's my favorite, um, um, my my favorite woman's wrestler. And Usos is a fantastic tag team, one of the best of the decade. But the weird PR move to me that, uh, yeah. So by the way, one of our wrestlers got arrested for uh, for obstruction and um, uh, what was it um, disorderly conduct and. Hey, they're a tag team champions. They they won the the titles right after the incident, and I think I think because Jay got um, arrested too in in early 2018, and they won the titles right after that. He did. So that was yeah, that was really weird to me. <laughs> yeah, JSP uh, said just like Randy Orton, the Usos can can do no wrong in Vince's eyes. Yeah, yeah. So you got to get arrested to get the title. <laughs> <laughs> Kofi Kingston needs to get arrested so he can become WWE champion. He needs to get arrested like Mania Weekend. He gets to, he needs to get arrested in Brooklyn, and so he can win the title. <laughs> uh, uh, Tammy's asking, didn't Jeff Hardy become U.S. champ shortly after his DUI? I think that's a good point too, because um, he won. Right after he won, like the day of the lottery, the the, um, the lottery. Let me check. Let me check when he was arrested, because he because he became U.S. champ during the Superstar Shakeup. Um, he beat uh, Ender Mahal, I believe. So Jeff Hardy was arrested for the DUI. Um, Trying to find that info now. Um, March the 12th. Okay. Yeah. March the 12th, 2018. And he won the title about a month later. Won the U.S. title about a month later. So I think we've, I think you've got a trend here. Uh, Multi's asking Act 7 what do you think about Jimmy Uso Getting sent to the Uso Penitentiary (laughs) (laughs) What are your thoughts on What do you get What are your thoughts on Jimmy Yeah 
Yeah, it worked he out. Got, he got. I mean, you, you, sent, his, his, his he got sent to his own penitentiary. He did. <laughs> it's, it's politics, yeah. man. You know, when you are Samoan yeah. in the Samoan line, you can do no wrong. Look at Najax. You can't do. That's you right. Can do no you can do wrong. no wrong. We 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 can <laughs> literally almost kill you in the ring, drop you on your head, botch segments, yep. get arrested. Don't matter. Concussions. Concussions, <laughs> right? Mission Keys. Yep. Uh, you can do no wrong. It's, it's it's politics in jail. Yeah, that's how it is, brother. It's, let there have been one of us, a black brother. Let it be somebody in a little in the totem pole, any any race. Oh, you they would have got axed. They would have lost. Yeah. If you if you if you, if you want to increase in this company, you gotta get arrested. I mean, look at Hacksaw Jim Doug in the Iron Sheet. Look at the, the, fam- the famous story of that. They didn't get promoted. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the, so the top, the top, uh, right. the top <laughs> TNA star um, got back with me. Uh, let's see. He texted me back. Um. Um, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try to get. I'm trying to get Donald West to get a voiceover for my show. I, I really want this to happen, so I'm going back and forth with the top Impact Wrestling guy right now, and I'm trying to get, trying to get Donald West to, uh, to be on my show or to 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 get that voiceover for me. We all every time uh, we come out, AJ Styles match, guys. This is something me and my buddies do. From now on, any AJ Styles match. All of my buddies, even some people in the business, we commentated as if Don Bus was. Oh my gosh, the chamber, the Pele, the Pele, you gotta be kidding. This is, this is just great. The business. This is awesome. The business, if you will. <laughs> Don oh, West okay. Multi, uh, Rob is saying breaking news Ty Dillinger revealed on his Instagram that he asked for his release tonight at SmackDown Live. WWE mm. is yet to answer. West. Do you have a link for that? Can you post a link for that, um, Rob? Uh oh, I was waiting for this to happen. Malty's asking, ask Chris, what do you think about the allegation of Corey Graves sleeping with Carmella? Oh boy. Um, so uh, yeah. oh, okay. So sports host said wrestling just posted it. So not so breaking news, but breaking news on the show. <laughs> Um uh we don't have much time, so let's go let's move on. <laughs> we we really don't have much time, but I will address it. Um I, I listen, this is what I texted to a colleague. Okay. Um I said, listen, uh I said uh I think I, I personally and I'm I'm gonna say it because that's just what I believe. I, I think I think you really gotta know Jesus <laughs> working yeah. uh working in the WWE because the temptation is heavy. And it's crazy that Temptation Island, which I think that show is the devil, um <laughs> it, it it comes on right after SmackDown and it's like that's par for the course when it comes to just the temptation that comes with um Oh, okay. So I was so Don West doesn't even work for Impact anymore. <laughs> so that, according to my Impact Wrestling source, 
Um, One of the top Impact Wrestling stars right now. Uh, Don West doesn't even work for TNA uh, for Impact anymore. Interesting. Um, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, listen, you. I said you gotta know, you gotta know Jesus, uh, because there's a lot of temptation that comes with uh, working in the WWE. You, you're away from your family a lot. You spend most time with half naked women. You know what I mean? And and uh, yeah, you you better <laughs> you better know you some Jesus. Um, because, uh, man, it is not, it is not easy uh, from what I've heard, um, from people who, who has experienced that. Yes. They had hard times. That's right, baby. Hard times, baby. (laughs) Uh, He's saying church, keep me near the cross. That's right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and as we know, brother, we've been backstage Man, I've been to after parties backstage with WWE and others. Gotta pray, <laughs> or you better run like Joseph. That's right, man. <laughs> That's right. And and the thing is, man, it's like uh, the, the the camaraderie, the um, you know the friendship, the relationship. Mm-hmm. It's really easy, man, to, to, to say, listen, I've been away from my family for a couple of weeks on this tour. Uh, and let's be honest, you know, it's a, P, it's a PG show. Everybody knows I'm a committed Christian, but let's be uh, not, not, but I mean, I'm not going to say anything wrong, but be people get horny, <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, that's in the, in the people pro wrestling feel industry, froggy. They, 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 they feel a little froggy uh, and they want to jump. Uh, and you got somebody who uh, is a single person uh, in, in the backstage. It's not easy. Look, brother, so we, you look, better we, be we've been a maniac together for years. <laughs> together, yeah. you and I had to look <laughs> at each other. Man, <laughs> like, hey, look, you know, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and fans, I'm telling you. Featherstone, Hadley Murray, man, beautiful family. Bobby Murray, scene, Bill yep. Mark, my lovely woman, you got to meet her, Featherstone. And, and the thing you open, my, my woman knows she laughs and joke. Oh, she looks attractive. She will joke about it, but we know they ain't there all the time. And even you and I got right. to say, all right, let's pray. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's how it is. I, listen, man, I said I can't, I can't imagine myself working for the WWE like up the road, so. I just, I, I just can't. I can imagine doing that. I just, first of all, uh, my wife is very clingy, and and that's not a bad thing. She she's a very clingy, she's not clingy like she, man. she 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 she, she loves, loves she her is. husband. She will admit. I mean, no, I'm saying that's not a bad thing. Like you know, yeah, a no. lot of a lot of a lot of people a lot of people desire their wives to be clingy. Like she loves yeah, yeah. her husband. And, yeah, she uh, does. You know, and that's great. I, you know, praise God for that. I, I, I love that. You know, uh, but you know, and I just being on the road, up and down. You know, just, mm-hmm. um, just, just uh, every week. First of all, my wife would be like, "No, listen, babe, you got to get home. Like, <laughs> you, you got to get home. You've been away for too long, baby." <laughs> and, uh, and then, and then that, that wanting, wanting it, one. Wanting action 
on top of you got this, you know, uh, uh, attractive person backstage saying, "Oh man, that was a that was a good match." Let me let me take a let me go ahead and disrobe and get in the shower. I'm like, oh, get out, get the heck out of from my face. You did that on purpose. <laughs> You're like, quit playing. And I can imagine yeah. stuff like that happening. I can imagine stuff like that happening in the WWE locker room. You have, you know, men and women don't share locker rooms, but everybody's backstage, and I'm sure there's it's like all types of nightgowns. Yeah, so. It's yeah. nothing wrong. Queen Featherstone, shout out to you. And, and, and on the road, we, we all know anybody in any industry, entertainment, that travel, us is covering this business, we all have to make that call when you call your wife. Mm-hmm. Fiance, mm-hmm. hey, babe, how's you doing? How's, how's the kids? Yep. You got to check I, in. I, Listen, I've been married for almost nine years. You got to check in. Check in. <laughs> <laughs> you, have to. you see that? You see that right there? It's nine years, baby. You gotta check in. <laughs> right. Y'all can't see me, but yeah, nine years. You gotta check in, man. And I and I'll tell you a real funny story, being real. I had a female wrestler who's on TV now, not saying any names, not saying promotion. She saw me, hey, and she slapped my butt. Not once, <laughs> but she snuck and did it again when she left. Be mm. being a man, and I just imagine you know. doing that all the time with someone who's right. active and as party as people. Like I know some stories. There are some flirtatious women in the WWE right now that I can say names, will. but I won't do it. Yeah, we won't. But we if know. you will, there are mm-hmm. flirtatious MK. people that I know. Slash TNA. That, and Impact 2, definitely. Underground. WWE, I can tell you some names of people who are very flirtatious, who is known, known as being, you know, <laughs> you know they go and touch of, you. Uh, kind of, yes. They, they go and touch you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, 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 you know, you got to listen. The best way to to the best way to rid yourself from that is to check in, baby. Check in. You see that? You got to check in. Check in. So make that call. That's right. Hashtag. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's that hashtag. Real talk. Real talk with Chris and Evan. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Um, all right, we got like five minutes left, so let's uh, let's zoom through these. Uh, uh, so we'll talk, talk about Lucha Underground. Uh, PJ Black uh, talked about the uncertainty of Lucha Underground. Um, you know, it, it, I, I'll get more into it probably next week if we have some time. But it's, it's a stalemate. MGM and El Rey. It's a stalemate between um, between between them. So doesn't seem like uh, doesn't seem like the, we'll we'll see much of that going on here soon. Which is sad because I think it was a great. Alternative product. All right, uh, give me your. Uh, oh wow, boy! There you go. Um, uh, you asked me again, and I will answer the question. I will answer the question uh, uh, because you asked me again, and you remembered it. So I will ask me that question. I will answer that. I will answer that question. Um. <laughs> uh, yeah, I hear you, multi. 
Um, all right. So let's get to uh, the firm of the week. So I'll answer that question, uh, Wild Boy, right afterwards. It is now time for the flavor of the week. Right. right. So uh, Wild Boy is asking, who does the voice for flavor of the week? It is now Me. time for the flavor of the week. It's me. Me. It was me. It Austin. was me. Me. It was me, wild boy. It was me all along. <laughs> <laughs> you all thought it. Fuck. Why? Yeah, so let me get back to my uh, taker. Um, <laughs> that says full. <laughs> Worked again, says Zed. <laughs> oh, I love it, Rob. Rob said better pay off than the Vin Zagel. <laughs> As a matter of fact, that gets an applause. <laughs> that one gets an applause, ladies and gentlemen. Very much. You see how I did it? You see how you see? That's the wrestling game, ladies and gentlemen. A cliffhanger had to wait a whole week. <laughs> Come back to me next week. Still cliffhanging. And boom! <laughs> They're drafted like nobody's business. Good stuff. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Let's, uh, let's take. Uh, Wild Boy said, I walk up a time for this. I love it. Um, all right, so let's uh, let's head home. Uh, talk about some taker matches. Uh, what years? What years are we supposed to be on? Um, oh, nine, I think. What I say? Two thousand nine to two thousand thirteen. Okay. Um, let's see, two thousand nine. Uh, here we go against two thousand nine. Uh, Brandon, <laughs> that's hilarious. Kimbo said, "Years of build-up." That's right, years of build-up. You were trying to find out this whole time who was the voice behind the flavor of the week promo. It was me. <laughs> you all bought it. Fuck line and shaker. Uh, uh, This podcast is so entertaining and funny You know why it's funny Matter of fact I haven't played this I haven't played this voiceover for a while I haven't played this clip for a while I gotta do it I I I gotta do it ladies and gentlemen You know why it's entertaining It's because of This I do it for you Hey, 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 I do it for you, ladies and gentlemen. That's why. All right. Uh, all right, real quick. We literally got uh, like two minutes left. So let's, uh, let's, uh, let's do this. Um, <laughs> I do it for you. Um, so 2009 was uh, Shawn Michaels. Okay. Yeah. 
clearly the best WrestleMania match of all time, uh, at least with Taker. One of the best, if not arguably the best of all time, other than Steamboat and Savage, maybe edges it a little bit, maybe. But uh, that match was amazing. Um, yeah, it was. Yeah, this is random, but if you ever want a good laugh, watch all the WrestleMania 5 inches and see how many people fall on I want to do that. Next, uh, tweet, tweet me, Rob. Uh, remind me to do that. Uh, uh, positive to do a Q&A with Oksana uh, Robbins, uh, multitasking actress. Um, I've actually, I actually talked to Oksana a couple of years ago, and she actually agreed to be on the show, but uh, never got back with her. Um, and then, 20, and then, uh, and then, 2010 uh, was was amazing too. Um, I was actually, I was, I think I was the only time, well, the first time, then it was the first time I actually wanted Taker to lose. Was uh, was that year? Uh, I wanted Michaels to beat Taker. I didn't want Michaels to to to, uh, to, to retire. Um, and then Triple H, um, uh, 2011 and 2012. Um, 2012 was better. I think that, yeah, 2012 was better. That was 20 and 0, first of all. And I think that was the time. I, and I still say this. I, I'm still very adamant about this. I think that's the year that, I think, what, 2019 uh, and 0, 2011 was um, Ain't No Grave, right? There ain't no yeah, grave. Hold my now. Yeah. Well, he had the, um, well Hell in a Cell yeah. was 28. Yeah. Um, that was a great no grave one. The emotion. Yeah. <clears throat> man, I think, I, and I still stand by this. I think that should have been the last match in Taker's uh, yeah. uh, WWE career. I think. I agree. I still, from, <clears throat> there's nothing, and I talked about the Roman win, but there's nothing, um, uh, there's nothing that was good enough to me that could top 28 for, for Taker to continue for the past you know six years he was there last year so <laughs> six years afterwards I don't think there was anything better than 28 I, I still to this day I still believe he should have retired at 28 um, because CM, uh, 2013 CM Punk that was, I mean, that was good for Punk, and but Punk didn't even appreciate it. He wanted, he wanted to be in a main event match, so uh, he, so you know, uh, it was a good spot for Punk. It seemed like, uh, well, from what I've heard, they they put Punk in that spot to kind of give him a main event feel match, but Punk wanted to be in the main event. So, um, and plus, I mean, it was that match was over for twenty minutes. I always say I didn't like that match as much. But watching it back, it was okay. But it just uh, the build up was decent. But I think overall, it was it was really a, a forgettable. It was it was really a, it, it it really to me it, it personally showed um, that Taker did. It wasn't necessary for Taker to come back for that match. And that, that, that's how I feel. That's how I feel about it. So. Ladies and gentlemen, 360 episodes tonight. This has been a fun, 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 fun show because of the help of you guys. So now we got real talk. For, so so basically all the Bobby Fulton stories and the fact that you should check in with your spouse, very important. 
yeah. and also that <laughs> I was the mastermind behind the voice. It was me. <laughs> it was me all. All right, y'all. It's been it's been a pleasure. God bless you all. Until next week, enjoy your week of wrestling. Yeah, God bless. See you uh, next Kimbo week. said this episode was good. <laughs> and always remember, I do it for you. God bless you all. Bye bye. Remember, make that call. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.